free from GP Brand to Tommy B Broadcasting live on your frequency Giving you updates on these Georgia streets These are voices for the people that don't get to speak Issues, black news, the conversation's deep Shout out to Slick I'm Nick. going in on the beat iPods, Androids, or your laptop These boys swinging for the fence, saying lie Then came a long way from being homies on the block From afros and braids and now they at the top You want facts? This is where I get them from GP3 RTT at gmail.com Send them feedback and they'll be sure to send a response I gotta go now, the show starts in 3, 2, 1 Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546 Follow us on iTunes Give us a 5 star Follow us on SoundCloud GP3 Homies from the Block And now, here's Ran, Tut and Tommy B GP3 Homies from the Block Hey, what's up y'all? We are back It is show number 67 of GP3 and, uh, man, I got noises and sounds galore, and I'll explain that. <laughs> I'll explain that later. But what's up, Ran? What's going on, man? Oh, man, nothing much. It's another busy week, man. Just another busy week. Yeah, another off-the-chain week that uh, I don't know how to say it, man. You know, it is what it is. I, I, yeah. I, I think uh, when we started the show... Um, you know, we uh, we started off with a lot, and and you know, it still continues every single week. But uh, anyway, man, tell them why why we're called GP three, Rand. I'll let you roll with that this week. Okay, we're called GP three because the three of us come from the Grove Park community in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Rand. I lived on South Elizabeth Place, Tommy. and uh, Tommy lived on uh, North Avenue, and our member Merita. Uh, Tut lived on Charlotte Place. Yeah, man. Yep. And you know it's the holidays, so when you know when we do holidays and and you know you got family, you got stuff going on. Uh, we're we're not all in the man cave. We kind of spread it out and do our thing via technology. So you're you're likely to hear stuff pop up and notifications go off. But you know it's all a part of the show. It's a podcast. <laughs> so, that's right. You know, that's uh, right. This- that's what keeps it real. <laughs> we ain't at that's a radio right. station. Keeping we, it real. We're doing it, uh, you know, this is uh, authentic. So, hey, man, right. you got any shout outs this week? Oh, yeah, man. I, I got a uh, couple, man. You know, uh, first, I want to shout out to the Swats in the old fourth ward for their turnout for Keisha Lance Bottoms in terms of her um, victory this past week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um, also, Sorry. too, want to give Sharon Reed, a uh, local um, on-air personality, for calling out a viewer uh, who uh, called her a racial slur on uh, Facebook. She called the N-word, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they didn't know how to spell it right either. They called her Niger. So. <laughs> Damn. Was it a 10-year-old? <laughs> right. And, uh, and, and last, no, I, I want to uh, give just, a shout-out yeah. to the judge in South Carolina who had the conviction to... Uh, uh, to sentence the, the guy who killed Walter Scott to 20 years in prison. Absolutely. Absolutely. Finally, what is that? Um, I heard somebody mention that might be, what, less than 1% conviction of an officer yes. uh, for for killing an unarmed black man? Like, less than 1%? Right. Damn. Right. He's getting... Yeah. yeah and we'll talk about that a little bit later, man, but, but absolutely. Uh, a shout out and... Uh, uh, not a place in the Hall of Fame yet, but at least uh, you 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 on your way. You got you got a right. mention. 
All right, man. Um, we're gonna keep it light in the beginning, and it's not really light, but you know, we we always have which. Um, Again, it was temporary, but now it's becoming permanent. The damn Harvey section of the show. Uh, damn Harvey Weinstein. Um, this week, uh, John Conyers, representative from uh, Michigan, has resigned officially. Uh, he has endorsed his son. And the interesting thing about that, I don't know if you heard, man, like his son came out and said, thanks, Dad, but... I got to think about it. Did he? Did you read about that? No, that's news to me. Yeah, he wasn't like super excited about it. Plus, um, when when his name was announced, they also mentioned the fact that this dude had a uh, a violent crime. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, not necessarily a conviction, but a case in in kind of in 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 the works where uh, back in February, it may have been sometime this year, uh, there was a domestic violence situation where he and his girl got into a situation. And mm-hmm. a, 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 apparently she came away with a stab wound. Whoa. <laughs> so, so, Whoa. so that might come up in the ads, don't you yeah. think? <laughs> wow. That's kind of interesting because in Detroit, you know, Detroit is all about family dynasties and stuff, you yeah. know, um, yeah. like Carmody Kilpatrick, you know, he comes from a dynasty. Um, I'm just, well, if that dynasty Kanye. still exists, <laughs> is that, is that going to keep rolling? You know? Yeah. I, I, I guess the, um, the black dynasty, uh, political families, I think is dying out now. I think Kanye's kid understands that, Hey, you know, um, right now I'm, I'm too volatile. I'm, I'm, too, I'm like kryptonite right now. You don't want me. Well, you know, that whole thing, and it came up, you know, first of all, he's like, you know, hey, uh, dad, thanks. And then the news rolled out uh, this possible case where, you know, the girlfriend was allegedly stabbed. Um, and, and and that's something to look into. It's going to be interesting. But you've also you thought his advisors would have um, his advisors would have known about this. You know, they I hope there was some conversation. Uh, um, but, you know, it doesn't sound like it doesn't sound no. like it. Uh, then there's Ian Conyers, uh, his nephew. Uh, he's also he's a Michigan State uh, senator representing the fourth district as a possibility. Um, Rashida, I'm gonna mess this name up. Tal- maybe Talib, um, former representative from Delray Southwest section of Detroit. Mary Sheffield, uh, and I, I say these names in between because another name comes out who I think you will definitely know, and that's Coleman A. Young. The second. Know that name? <laughs> another di- another dynasty kid. Yeah. So currently uh, term limited. He's the state. He's a state senator from Detroit. And then the list goes on. Probably about five, six more people on the list. So uh, it's going to be interesting, man, to see how that rolls out. Uh, but, you know, uh, Kanye's is trying to keep it in the family. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Al yep. Franken. And I don't know. Did you see the Al Franken? Did you you hear the did you? Check I saw it out? excerpts of it. I saw excerpts of it. And and what was interesting to me was he said like I'm resigning in the upcoming in the upcoming weeks, you know. It's almost like I'm I'm waiting on something, you know. More accusers well, did come out, but I think, yeah, yeah. I think also to the governor in Minnesota probably has some influence in that. Okay, um, because they're trying to probably figure out. Um, who uh, who they're gonna um, replace him, and also to I think with these votes coming up, okay. Uh, the, the challenge is that 
with Franken leaving, that's that's a bigger that's a bigger hit for the Democratic Party than than Conyers leaving uh, because of the votes. Uh, and so um, they probably want to hold off and see if Franken can get a, a couple votes in um, before they uh, before he leaves the before he leaves the premises. And you know what? Here's my thing, Rand. I know there were about 31 Democrats who came out um, basically asking him to resign. But I don't think they realize what they're losing in Franken and his his right. influence. I mean, his influence among Hollywood and the progressive movement, uh, you know, I, dude, I don't think they know. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, it's a, it's a bigger hit uh, in terms of his loss than it is Conyers. Yep. Uh, when you talk about votes. Agreed. Agreed. Then you got Trent Frank of, of, of Arizona. This is, this is the weird one. Uh, the Republican who resigned, he had asked two women who worked for him to be a surrogate for his, uh, yeah. his, 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 his family. Like like what handmaid's like, like, tale <laughs> for five million. Wow. Why can't you just adopt a kid? <laughs> <You can't. laughs> Give me the five million. <laughs> but but let me ask. Well, we can't. I, I, we're gonna have to get a female on the show and ask the question. That's a question. If somebody offered you five million, who you worked for to be a surrogate, would you do it? Yeah, that's a good question. The choice would be turkey baster or <laughs> no. Nah. I'm leaving it at that. Is it going to be the turkey baster? <laughs> oh, I got to sleep with you. <laughs> That's the. <laughs> I don't know, man. Right. Five million dollars, but but is that something you think? I mean, I'm not saying you, but I know it's, it was inappropriate. He has that type of money, man. Huh? Say what? I'm just amazed he has that type of money. Oh, you know these guys are millionaires when you get to that level, especially in a state like Arizona. You know, look at the money in Arizona. You know, so. Uh, you and I had a conversation earlier this week, man, and this stuff keeps rolling out and it's it's rolling out weekly. I know the cover of Time rolled out. It didn't include the Me Too creator. Um, Taylor Swift was somehow on it. And, and Millennial and I were having a conversation because, I don't know, you're familiar with the whole Kesha rape situation um, with her former producer or her, I, I don't know. I think he's somehow still involved and it's just interesting, man, that, um, and I know that whole thing, they were, uh, quote unquote, the people of the year or women of the year. Um, it's just interesting looking at that cover and the people who weren't included and, and I, Go ahead. I'll let you roll because you had, I, I mean, you had I comment. agree with you, man. The, you know, the racism, um, that is just mind-boggling. Um, you know, we talk about feminism. I mean, you know, when you really look at the feminist movement, it did not get started really until the civil rights movement. Yeah. You know, it was, you know, there are black women out there who laid the foundation for the feminist movement and you don't hear their names. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, and, and, and again, this Me Too, um, it's, it's back to the whole philosophy we have in our country is that we cannot, you know, when it comes to white women, they're like these these goddesses or whatever. If anything happens to them, then, you know, it's hell in a handbasket. But any other race, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, even even going, one of the examples would be, what was the missing women in D.C.? The whole right. uh, multiple... Chandra Levy? Was that it? Yeah, that and several other... 
it's happened nationwide, but I know that there were either in Baltimore or somewhere up in the mid-Atlantic region where you had uh, this rash of missing black women and it never got press. So right. these black actresses were coming together in their social media to post because they weren't getting exposure from the mainstream media. So I'll leave it at that. Right. Go ahead. I, I just had to drop that in because... That- I mean, but, you, but you, you're absolutely right, man. You know, I'm trying to figure out, Taylor Swift? Come on. <laughs> Well, she I mean, did, this guy paid her a dollar because I mean, and you know, it's not right. He grabbed he, he uh, inappropriately, I guess, uh, grabbed her in an interview, which you know I don't condone that. But what I'm saying is, she he she won the case. She only asked for a dollar because it was it was more symbolic, which he did pay her a dollar within the last couple of weeks. But I would have thought Kesha would have been the bigger deal because the the Kesha right. situation. If y'all don't know about the Kesha situation. Um, you know, was was pretty traumatizing. Much more, well, I, any of that, I guess, would be traumatizing. Uh, but but the Kesha situation was on di- on a different level. So you and I, and I, and I think you mentioned, and and you, if you could talk about it, we were talking about the different levels. Is there going to be a level, yeah. or does everybody go in yeah, one bucket? I mean, um, I, 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 what's happening there is that first of all, what's going on is bad in terms of any type of harassment. Yep. But yep. but now we're lumping these things all together, you know, that, that they're all equal in terms, whether it's pedophilia, whether it's rape, which is basically assault, or harassment, which is more verbal. And and, and we're saying it's, it's, it's all the same. And and I don't think it's all the same, personally. No, it's not, um, it's, it's not all the same. And, and it's just like the Moore situation, which we'll get to a little bit later. Uh, the Moore situation uh, in in Alabama. Um, if he's messing, I mean, if he's talking about fourteen year olds, I mean, you know, I yeah, I don't know, I don't understand how I don't understand how your moral compass could allow you to support that guy. That's just me. Yeah, and we'll get to that. We'll spend a little bit more time. But one of the things that came up, Rand, and I wanted to mention it. There's a lady, and and y'all can look it up in Podcast World. Go in and, and Google her name, Kimberly Williams Crenshaw. And it, it's kind of, you know, how I've, I've always tried to do the kumbaya thing and I always mention solidarity. She has this um, this concept and it's called uh, intersectionality and and talks about, the you know, where all the, you know, the, the social categorizations like race, class and gender uh, as they apply to an individual group uh, should overlap when it comes down to discrimination or disadvantage. And that ain't happening. In my opinion, no, you know? it's, it's 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 as segregated as 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 the world. Yep, and and that's that's my whole thing. When I hear the argument and I see who's making the argument and who's leading the charge, even when, uh, I, and I, I'm, I'm gonna screw her name up, so I'm just gonna say the the actress from Girls on HBO and some of the racist hipster stuff that she was posting, you know, and and she supposedly is a feminist, and and it's just you know. It's just, you know, I think I think there needs to be like this come to Jesus meeting among the oppressed. <laughs> you know, right. let's, let's come together and, and 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 get get our get our messaging straight, because right now it's just all over the place. And I think the opportunity suffering because here's what's happening, Rand. It's what happened this week. And we'll get into the Trump train. Trump takes advantage of this. You know, the 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 people, the Republican Party uh, takes advantage when when there's no connectivity. In my opinion, because well, I mean that's divided well, conquer. 
Yeah. Well, that's his whole game plan is is to is to keep the cultural war happening. Yep. And the war is is definitely like it's 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 raging right now. Hey man, I'm gonna move on to some entertainment stuff, dude. Uh, Tommy Lauren, I hated to say her name. I I really on this podcast had said we weren't gonna say her name ever again, but damn, I gotta say it again. Uh, took on Queen B, and you got you got the beehive in your house, right? Did they say anything oh, about this the, too? Oh, this they buzzing. Did they did they say anything to you about this? Thing? Uh, no, I, didn't, I haven't heard anything about it because you know I try to stay away from those beehive conversations <laughs> for the safety for your manhood. I hear you. Um, yeah, for my own for my own safety. Yeah, uh, but she said, and I quote on Twitter uh, because you know Beyonce gave an award to uh, Colin Kaepernick, um, the Muhammad Ali Legacy Award. Um, let, 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 let's uh, just just for semantics. Let's let's make sure we get this right. She presented the award presented. to him. He was awarded that from Sports Illustrated. Absolutely. Let's say that. I, I agree. It was because uh, I don't want people to think that Beyonce had an award and she you know she gave an award. <laughs> she was the presenter. You know, which um, this is how Tommy framed her. This is what she said on Twitter: "Quote unquote, quote police hating Beyonce presents police." An America hating Cappy with a legacy award. This is how far we've fallen. Wow. Well, bottom line is they went off on her on Twitter. I won't even go into some of the tweets that came up from the Beehive after that, but they they ripped her new ass. I mean, pretty much new asshole. Just real quick, real quick. She, she just started rolling. She, she deserves it. She deserves it. Yeah, man. And, and you know what? That's the kind of stuff she feeds off of. But again. Eh, it's destructive, and I'll leave it at that. You know, you, you, know, you got a couple things happening here, Tommy. One is you're young. She's a young kid. She yeah. doesn't know anything. Because how old is she? She's 20-something? Is she 25? Yeah, she, yeah at that. Yeah. And also, too, like many of these kids, they obs- they're getting obsessed with power. Yeah. And, so, and being a celebrity. Yeah. So, so you got three-headed monster really just driving this child, and she has no clue. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, of what's going on. And cause you know, let's be honest. I mean, you and I have worked in, in corporations and stuff. One of the things that I've noticed is typically most white males and even some white ladies never put themselves in a situation where they are the minority member of a group or population for an extended period of time. So yeah. they have no understanding of what our issues are. Yeah. Um, you know, they make a lot, as I call them a uh, drive by um, announcements and drive by um, uh, accusations, etc. Not realizing what it's like to live in my shoes or yeah. someone else's shoes. Agreed. Agreed. Absolutely. So, needless to say, uh, we'll see how that continues to play out. We'll, we'll not. Nah, okay, I've said my mention of her name. I'm done. Um, okay. R. Kelly's. You've been, you've been, been absolved of all your sins now. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thank you, uh, brother Rand. Um, R. Kelly's house in Johns Creek got robbed. Over Thanksgiving, I don't think we mentioned it back then, but the interesting thing is now that uh, within the last 24 hours, we take the show on Sunday. Uh, he uh, actually has a video posted on Instagram, which he gives a almost like a, a cribs or maybe crib less uh, in this case <laughs> tour showing how they cleaned him out. And they ransacked his house. They they took the washer and dryer. They took everything like the washer and dryer 
anything that wasn't anything that wasn't uh, attached. Oh yeah, even the, I mean, but you know, they took the TVs off the wall. They took the the couch, and and what what happened was, I think in Johns Creek, uh, people were noticing these moving vans pulling up. And, and, a and that's a common thing up there because people um, people relocate in and out of those out of those communities all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's Johns Creek. It's an, and, and just for those who don't live in Atlanta, it is a highly uh, influential, uh, affluent neighborhood in uh, North Atlanta. Um, a lot of entertainers, whereas I think Alpharetta used to be the hot spot, used to be the it spot. Johns Creek has probably replaced it. Would you say that, Rand? Well, 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 maybe. Well, basically, Johns Johns Creek created itself two, what six or seven years ago. It was Alpharetta. Yeah, yeah. They just they just seceded from the union. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So now it's like, <laughs> which was quote unquote uh, Alpharetta is now Johns Creek, and and well, Alpharetta still exists, but you're right. I mean, they 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 pulled away. Which is which happens quite a bit in the ATL, which happens quite a bit right. in, in in this metro. A lot of people kind of go on their own. But anyway, the video's on Instagram. I, I'm not gonna play it. Um, Kel is not one of those uh, endeared to the female population, considering everything that's going on in the world right now. As a matter of fact, a lot of folks are asking, you know, why not? Why isn't Kel involved in this whole conversation? Um, that's true. That's a very fair on, comment. A, on a higher level. So, I'll, but I'll leave it at that. But the video's on Instagram. Uh, another thing you brought to my attention, man, Roland Martin's show is gone uh, or, or it's going to end. Is that correct? On yes. TV he one? announced it this week. Uh, that was an internal um, memo sent out uh, from the TV one staff uh, indicating that Roland's show, uh, I think it's like December 21st or something like that will be the last show this this season. Yeah. And that will be the last show. Uh, Roland did indicate that he will still be um, on other platforms and that in the memo is stated that there is a, there's a possibility of uh, looking at maybe retooling the show. Okay. Uh, Like you, I was surprised because the show was an hour, then they extended it an an additional hour. So it became a two hour show. And I thought that was a positive sign right there. Surprised me. Yeah. so um, I just feel that, you know, you and I have had many conversations. I mean, when we look at all the shows, the political shows out there, Roland is the only true show on network media uh, that addresses our needs. I mean, I know throughout the country there are a lot of local shows, there are a lot of radio shows, but when we're talking about uh, on broadcast media, uh, he was the only show. Yeah. So now you've got, which I know we look at probably if you had a chance, um, what is it, Morning Joy? Yeah, Morning Joy. And that's a weekend show. Yeah, yeah, and she fills AM in. Joy. AM Joy. Uh, she fills in occasionally uh, for what's your name, uh, Rachel, Rachel Maddow, and also uh, Lawrence uh, O'Donnell. Yeah, but uh, and maybe I guess we we could look at uh, Don Lemon. Don Lemon has a, a nightly show. On Don CNN. Lemon, and also I think Reverend Al has a show on MSNBC. I think it comes on on the weekend. Okay, it used to be a daily thing, but now it's weekends. Yeah, you're right. Right, but but Roland, but Roland, and I would you could you could literally Roland and Don Lemon were the only daily shows we, we had, uh, and and Don was more of a centrist, where Roland was unapologetically uh, black in terms of his focus on African American issues. Oh yeah, yeah, blackity black, black, black. black That's TV, right. CB4. All right, man. Uh, possible replacement for Matt Lauer is a brother. Craig Melvin, do you know him? You familiar with him? I've seen him. I've seen him on TV. He does a he does a show. It's not he doesn't have a. Um, I forgot the name of the show. It's on MSNBC. 
Um, he's very good. I mean, you know, he he looks he looks. I, I hate to say this. He looks a little. He looks like Don Lemon, but a little more masculine though. <laughs> okay. I like Don. I like Don. Yeah, I, I do mean, too. You know, I do too. Don's a pretty guy. But 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 you know, well you know, Don Don is is out. He knows. I mean, he's, right. he's a gay black man, so he's out. So you can say that. Craig Melvin uh, is is in the running to replace Matt Lauer. I don't think that's a definite. Uh, there's a lot of money. There's what a half a billion dollars wow. in revenue that exists for wow. the Today Show every year. So there's a lot on the line when it comes down to replacing. But but, but I'm hearing that uh looks like um Lauer's going to get a big sell a, a, a nice uh nice walk away money 20 million was that it that's what i, I something heard. like that yeah like 20 million that's that's not uh, a bad uh severance you know damn uh sierra's going to be on new year's rock and eve seacrest and, and jenny mccarthy i just wanted to mention that she's atl uh kudos to her she she got the golden ticket uh with uh what's his name um the football, the quarterback. What's his Russell name? Wilson. Russell Wilson. So, uh, you know, she gets, I think she's replacing, because uh, that used to be Fergie's spot, I think. So Fergie has what a new it? project. So so I, I guess she's stepping in for Fergie. Must be. Yeah. Yeah, but then someone else, then someone else got kicked off the show. Uh, well, you, well no, no, no. That um, was, uh, what's his name? Uh, that's, uh, damn, Anderson Cooper. Um, Kathy Griffin was kicked off the New Year's no, show that's on right. CNN. Kathy Griffin was kicked off. And you know who's replacing her, right? The dude from... No. The dude from Cohen, who does all the uh, the, the housewife shows. Andy? Andy, Andy oh. Cohen? Yeah, Andy Cohen's replacing her. So it's going to be Andy and and, uh, and Anderson, which is going to be weird. It's going to be weird to watch. That's all I two two queens, <laughs> two queens in New York. There you go. It's gonna be interesting to watch, man. Andy and I. I saw the the previews um, this week, so that's gonna be interesting. Maybe Nene will be on there. Maybe, hopefully. And, and by the way, just for y'all, you know, for the Alkies, um, Long Island's ice, Long Island's iced tea, iced teas have been announced. One dollar at Applebee's for the rest of the year. <laughs> Uh, that was I big hope, news, apparently, uh, to somebody. I hope saw this. <laughs> Say what? I hope the lawyers saw this before they made <laughs> One dollar Long Island iced teas. There you because go. that's going to put a lot of pressure on the wait staff and to, and to determine when someone has gone over the limit, oh, you know? damn. That's what I was saying, a dollar. I mean, what's your thought? Because, okay, Long Island iced teas normally run what? About five. Well, you know, anytime, you know, usually drinks like that, they gotta go anywhere from five to ten bucks. You know, yeah. So they're gonna be a dollar. It's gonna be a dollar, one dollar, a print. Like you know, they they're not doing top shelf. They ain't gonna get top shelf. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh so yeah. So you're gonna they, have they, you, they, you're gonna have a headache before you walk out the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gonna have a headache before you walk out the door. Not even, not even like, uh, uh. uh you know, it ain't gonna even be a hangover. You're gonna start to have a headache from the first drink. But anyway, one dollar. You need to have paramedics. You need to have a, a paramedic <laughs> to, to, to try you out. All right, man. Uh, Atlanta mayoral election results. Have they certified the stuff? Not yet. Um, I, I think the uh, from what I'm understanding is that they will probably do it next week. Yeah. Um, uh, there's, you know, this is not. This is not uh, uncommon because Mary asked for the same thing when she lost to Kasim Reed. Yeah. So, um, you know, no one is no one is really worried about that. Yeah. Yeah. 
right, so so now you've got uh and, and, and you know what? I'm relieved that that bottoms won because I kind of feel that there would have been some issues in the city if if she had agree, right. disagree. Right. And, I agree with that. I mean what I, I give her her team credit. Uh, yeah. They actually ran Kasim's uh, playbook. Mm-hmm. They divided the city up into three quadrants. Uh, the GOP-friendly GOP uh, north side, Buckhead, the Atlanta Power Base, south side, and um, Old Fourth Ward. Mm-hmm. Uh, the strategy was very simple. Run the score up on the south side. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man. It, Swatch, Swatch was ridiculous, war. dude. Swatch was and, ridiculous. Uh, and come in, uh, have a strong showing on the north side. Yep. But but would you not say? Did you see that map? Yeah, I saw the map. Oh, I'm looking at it right now. Damn, Swats. <laughs> what, what do you say? What, what you know? Those commercials that basically that had the the video. I mean, the audio of her making those ca- candid comments at a, at a Republican um luncheon or whatever. I mm-hmm. think did a did um, a lot of damage. And and for those who don't live in the city and don't get aren't exposed. Give give them give give our listeners an example, man, of of, of what was so, so so basically what there was uh Mary uh, was at a GOP luncheon, and someone had um a, a recorder there, and she was very candid in some of her remarks about African American people, African American young uh, voter fraud. Uh, she she was very she was playing to the crowd. Mm-hmm. Kind of like uh, kind of like somebody we know. Yeah. Right. And 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 again, people had the uh, the recorders there. They taped it, and they aired that the hell out of that over the airwaves. You know, and, and that, that's what was was the beginning of the end. You know, right? As, right. At, at least for the black vote. At least for the black vote. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Exactly. Right. So they came so, out. So I will say, and 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 shout outs to Killer Mike. Um, y'all don't, y'all may not remember Killer Mike. From from his rap days, but Killer Mike has has really become uh, a young uh, political and social advocate based in Atlanta. That's right. Uh, he appears even appears on the Bill Maher show um, and Two Chains because they were really active in getting the vote out, the, especially the young vote. And and here's the thing, and I don't know if you know why was Tyrese standing on stage behind at the at the uh, victory. <laughs> Party. Heck if I know. I, I, I was Tyrese I, was, there. <laughs> I guess he. I guess he was off his meds or something. I don't know. He was standing like right, like you had the mayor, Kasim Reed, which was in. She, he was in the cameras, standing behind Mayor Bottoms, uh, and then you had Tyrese. It's like, why is Tyrese here? I think everybody. It was all over social media. It was all over. Uh, YouTube. It, he might be shooting a movie here, you know, because they do those Fast and the Furious. They've shot many of those here. Well, so you know, never... Fast and the Furious is on hold because that's why he's pissed off at 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 uh, the Rock. So he may be. I think he's probably doing another movie. That's why he's here. But you're right. Um, he's probably here doing movies. But but why was he on stage? <laughs> I, I guess it's star, say? star power. <laughs> I, I you know I, I don't. I really don't know. It was just, I mean, I turned glad on. Glad he didn't act cool. Uh, I am too. I'm glad he didn't do his his Instagram post. That was cool. All right. I'm going to leave that alone, but but, but got to say congratulations, kudos, Mayor Bottoms, 
um, congratulations. That's all I got to say. I'll leave it at that. We'll, we'll come back. Well, next and week. Also we'll too, I, I, I want to thank all those people that went out there and got to vote. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, the, I mean, they are the true heroes in this whole thing. The ones who went out there and, um, it really got the people to the polls to vote. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I saw, by the way, uh, on Buddha's Instagram post, his voter sticker, because he has the ability to vote because he's within the city limits. He lives in Buckhead. Uh, we can't because we are, you know, as you said, our faces are pressed up against the glass uh, looking in. But but Buddha, kuda to Buddha. <laughs> Kudos, kuda to Buddha. Kudos to Buddha. Uh, and, that sounds uh, like a new show right there, man. Buddha to Buddha. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> nah, I, I, man. Uh, please, Alabama, please. That's all I got to say. Full disclosure, I attended school in Alabama. I spent four years in Alabama. South Alabama at that. Uh, the southernmost a part of it. And, you know, um, this is going to be real interesting. This Roy, uh, Roy Moore, Doug Jones thing is is uh it really in my opinion it is going to chart the direction of how people at least during the trump administration view the state of alabama and i'm gonna throw that to you on on my observation what's your observation on that i you know i was listening something the other day and they were in a lot of pollsters i think are getting it wrong one of the analysts was saying that the problem with most of the pollsters, and this is how we, the Trump the Trump predictions were wrong. They keep polling urban areas. Mm-hmm. This election is going to be won in the rural areas. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And because when you think about Alabama, you, you the big cities are what Birmingham, um, Mobile, Birmingham, Montgomery, Mobile, Huntsville, maybe Huntsville. Yep. And those areas uh, are 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 you know. A, a tad bit more. Well, you know, Alabama has a, a strong black population throughout the state, but right. there are just certain pockets where it's, it's whiter, but for the most part, the ideology, it's a very, very, very red state extreme. It's one of right. the reddest states in the union. And one of the things that I mentioned, and we'll talk about this maybe after the results come back, I'm just watching how white Republican women will respond to all this stuff that's going on after it's all said and done, how they vote. Because keep in mind, 53% voted for Trump. 53% of white women voted for Trump. I'm on on the record right now. I I have no faith in them. No faith. I I truly, uh, from what I'm seeing um, on the news, uh, there are many uh, white women, Republicans and evangelicals are, are rationalizing why they should vote for this. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just, it's just, I mean, it, it, you know, it, it, to me, there's, there's not a moral dilemma in this. This is a petio foul. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it you know, that's what this guy is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, you know, if they should be taking it for the team, say, you know what, we're going to lose it for six years. Okay. For six years, we lost this, but we will dominate the local, the local politics. Right, I mean, let, it's let, as simple as that. Let me ask you a question. If I was a Republican. Do you think people will respond to um, to Alabama the way, in terms of from the outside, in terms of boycotts, the way they responded to North Carolina and even, even South Carolina? Do you remember that? Or even Arizona back in the day. Do you think people are going to look at Alabama and say, I don't know if we need to be doing business in Alabama? No. 
Because I can tell you right now, Alabama is such a poor state. Mm. It's not doing much anyway. Yeah. But, you know, Alabama has a lot of like the Mercedes Benz plants, a lot of uh, automotive plants that have moved there over the decade. And there's still conventions and opportunities. And, you know, you got University of Alabama coming out of there, uh, which, of course, you know, the roll tide, you know, so ah, it's going to be interesting, man. But you're right. You're right to some degree. But I'm just wondering how the union for those who are looking at because because it's being looked at nationwide. So I'm just. But you know what? what You know what? But the thing is, though, when we had when North Carolina was going through the bathroom ban, um, you know, because that was part of the the bigger issue of same sex marriage, um, the the coalition of, of, of the of the LGBTQ community. Yeah. They really drove a lot of that. Yeah. And right now, there's no one really speaking up for the rights of women or kids. But that's supposed uh, to be the feminist movement. Am I? Am I? Okay. Uh, yeah, but they, they're not doing that because in the feminist movement, I've had this conversation. Yeah, there are multiple camps going on that are really so uh, diametrically opposed to this whole uh, Me Too campaign. Uh, I don't say the, the, the Me Too uh, that you know there there's infighting there you know some people saying hey uh convict them all i don't care if it i don't care if it hurts the entire collective good and some people saying hey let's take a step back and and and, and assess uh you know, ethically morally what's the right thing to do yeah yeah okay all right um charleston policeman um officer gets 20 years of course we we mentioned that at the beginning uh and you know you gave kudos and shout out to the judge who who who, who uh, helped with the uh, or, or or gave the conv- uh, the gave the sentencing for tw- of twenty years, um, and that dude going into jail for twenty years, he better have uh, lots of coverage, <laughs> lots of well, you know, lots you know, of, right lots of security. Solitary. He's been in solitary since he's been arrested. Oh, he's got to be. They can't put him in gym pop, bro. Right. Right. Do you think? Right. Well, the, the, the white nationalists will love him. He'll yeah. be their boy. Oh, yeah. But, you know. You know. You saw Shawshank. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what's interesting about it is that they spent four days deliberating yeah. for his sentencing hearing. Four yeah. days. Yeah. You know, which was longer than the trial. Yeah. And they gave everybody and their mother an opportunity to comment, mm. you know, about this. So, you know, it's, it's like if this was an African-American guy, that sentencing hearing would have been 30 minutes. Yeah. You know, here we are again, again, the challenge that I have is that the way we carry justice out mm-hmm. is so inconsistent. Yeah. Um, in that, you know, just like we, we had a conversation, I think three or four weeks ago, a, a, a meal, you know, Oh, big know, meal. About, big meal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. About the crime and the way is the, the way punishment is uh, is actually do, uh, given out based on uh, racial lines. Yeah, yeah. So twenty years, uh, he's he's in, and and it was interesting. His mother, well, the the victim's mother, uh, you know, she was uh, she said she was going to pray for him. She forgave for him. she forgave him, and and he looked at her and he told her he was sorry, and they moved on. So you know. Again, justice, and we'll see how how if that continues. Uh, right, your boy Bannon, Steve Bannon's back on Sirius XM. Uh, 
a lot of folks who have serious are pissed off. Uh, they're actors and, and musicians who basically are saying because they, you know, Bannon's always, Breitbart, I think, has always had on their Patriot Network channel within Sirius XM, a, um, they've always had this network. Breitbart mm-hmm. has, has a show, but he has not been doing it. Uh, but now I guess that he has time. He's not involved with the campaign. He's coming back. Uh, apparently, he's going to be doing news, some news and reporting and things like that, and then uh, a weekend show. So uh, a lot of folks are pissed off. A lot of folks are saying, you know, uh, drop Sirius XM. Uh, there's some folks who are saying Sirius XM is the last opportunity for uh, independent progressive talk. So don't do that because if you do that, you've already abdicated the AM uh, dial to conservatives. So it's an interesting conversation, man, that they're having about Bannon coming back and, and people who support Sirius XM, you know. You know, this is about money, man. This is yes, it is. About money, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I know I had Sirius XM several years ago and then I got rid of it because I really didn't see a benefit. Yeah. for it uh, because I don't, I don't see anything really other than the commercial free. I really didn't see it. Um, but I imagine that the satellite segment, radio segment, you could probably speak more to it than I can, is probably struggling right now, uh, particularly with um, all the all the customizable listening options people have, i.e. podcasts, etc. Yeah, you're right. Uh, that are non-subscription based. You're, you're right. Uh, I mean, it's, it's um, and especially because radio is free. Shit. I mean, you know, if I know it's commercial free, but people have a commercial free option now, uh, at least in terms of their ability to uh, with Spotify, even though that does have some, uh, you know, some commercial content, uh, people feel more emboldened. I, I mean, you know, uh, our, shit. I mean, you know, there's so much content everywhere, even, you know, our podcast, you know, if you right. want, if you want to hear talk and you want to hear uh, a certain uh perspective on on news you can find it anywhere in podcasting it's incredible and and of course streaming uh internet radio stations that are free yeah you know yep i agree so i i just you know i i'm i i don't like it but i understand this is this is about money yes it is yes it is all right man let's jump on the trump train the jerusalem announcement any thoughts on that man and I, I, you know, I, I think that's such a powder keg, man. I, 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 we're not, we're not going to understand the ramifications of this for another year or two. Yeah, because here's, uh-huh. the thing was, this was something moving the Jerusalem, moving the uh, embassy to Jerusalem was actually approved in the '90s, and the presidents uh, who have come along the way have just kind of kicked the can down the road uh, in, in, in terms of doing it, okay? That's something people should know. All right, so Trump is saying he's, quote-unquote, the most courageous and and actually made the decision to do so. The other thing is it's going to be a minute before they actually build or put the embassy in Jerusalem. You know, and 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 actually acknowledge, even though it's it's this is truly symbolic, and I'm not going to get into all the details because it's so fucking complicated. It is. Man. Well, it what, is. What, what I heard is so that um, the embassy staff, yeah, didn't know this was coming, and they had to put out an emergency uh, email, yeah, 
warning the people, the staff, about the ramifications of this decision. But isn't that how this whole administration works? They just do it and then clean up later. So, yes. What's that phrase? You know, uh, ask for forgiveness. Yeah. Not permit. That's the sales motto. <laughs> he's a sales yeah. guy. So he's doing what a salesman does, you know. And and uh, it, it, it it I think a lot of folks, man, are, you know, it, it's interesting because, you know, when you look at the national leaders, the leaders throughout the world, they're looking at it like, what the fuck are you doing? What you know? It's yes. You know, you're you're feeding, of course, your your base red meat, the evangelicals, uh, you know, keeping a promise to uh, to, you know, Jewish America and, uh, you know, and, and, and those in Jerusalem and in Israel. But the rest of the world, the, the, the ones, I, I guess, in terms of trying to negotiate peace, which I don't even think probably, you know what? I don't think Kushner was ready. J- uh, Jared, he may not have been ready yeah. for this. From what I hear, oh, he, he, he's not ready for this, man. I mean, when you, you know, like I, I look at it like this, yeah, from the standpoint, I don't live over there, so it's easy for me to say something. But I'm just thinking about the people who got to live through this. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know, if we think that the Middle East is already a powder keg, now you've just added more gasoline to the fire. Yeah, it's kind of like Kasim Reed stepping out saying, "Hey, Swatch is the official." <laughs> Capital yeah. of of Atlanta. Right. <laughs> what the fuck? Exactly. The people in Buckhead are like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Swatch is it. <laughs> All right, man. Right. Uh, Trump slurring. Did you hear that? Did you hear the end of the announcement? I, I, I've, heard, I've heard so many different things. <laughs> Trevor North called him Denture Donald. <laughs> his, his dentures were slipping. Yeah. I've heard some people think that he he might be going, he might be having a, a mini stroke or something. So, you know. so from what I heard, from what I heard, man, they're supposed to be doing a, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, an exam, a physical exam. And uh, by the end of the year, and they're going to release the results sometime next year. That's, that's what Huckleberry, uh, you know, Huckleberry Hound, uh, press secretary had to say, by the way, uh, that's not, you know, I'm not trying to be sexist. I don't like any of his press secretaries. I didn't like Spicer, you know, and um, this this person is just I, I don't I don't see how they I don't know how they're going to be able to live with themselves after this is all over. And I'll leave it at that. OK, it's, it's power, man. These people addicted to power. Well, where is Spicer right now? Uh, hey, from what I'm understanding, man, Spicer's on the, is on the is on the circuit, man. He's he's he was at Harvard, man, uh, speaking up there, and so he's he's rebounded. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, Mueller and Flynn uh, stuff continues to roll. That sounds uh, like a comedy variety hour show, right <laughs> shit there. Shit, it is. <laughs> it, and and every week, every day, a little bit comes out. I, I will say this, Ram. I, I think the press has got to be careful, man. And and this week they made so many mistakes, man. Uh, releasing info uh, and and stories that weren't accurate that they had to come back and retract. And every time they do that, they they give they feed forty five fire. They feed him an opportunity to come back and call him fake. And they've been man. They had about I, I couldn't believe. You know, I think one of the um, it may have been ABC News 
they took one of the guys, one of the reporters off the presidential. Uh, uh, he can't. He can no longer report on forty five because of the mistake. So wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, so so CNN has had to make a retraction. MSNBC, several of uh, these folks have had to make retractions um, based on their reporting of of this whole the, the information rollout and, and and the WikiLeaks information. So I'm gonna leave it at that. But they, you know, news needs the media really needs to be careful, man, because you know we talk about a free press, we want a free press, man. But but damn, if you if you keep, you know, and you know. I'm going to leave it. I don't want to jump on CNN, man. But but damn, I mean, you know how they are. You said it time and time again. It becomes like TMZ, TMZ News. Uh, they, they they just want to. I mean, I, I, I'm dude. I was You're watching. Right. I, I, we're going to get to it in a minute with the John Lewis civil rights thing. But the way they do the uh, the the WWE pit each other against each other like Paris Denard this yesterday, man or this weekend watching him go up against about this civil rights um, museum uh, situation, uh, the boycotts. It, it was just ugly. It was just ridiculous. I mean, it gets to a point yeah, where, I, why I, you even I do was that? Just report it. MSNBC, and they had John, uh, they had um, Al Sharpton going against Reverend Daryl Scott. It was, oh, sh- what? Yeah. Now that's yeah a- and, and Reverend Daryl, Reverend Al was, Al was, he kept his cool, but Daryl Scott, you know, he looked like, um, uh, uh, he looked like a wrestler, man. Well, Daryl you know, Scott, he, the, he's the kind of he's the pastor, right? Yeah, he's the pastor, man. And and, and Rem Sharpen was calling him out on some stuff, and 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 you know, and of course, um, Scott's all over the place, man. You know, so he's. We you know what? See. I would give him the award for the pastor most likely to fight out back. You know. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, yeah. The, he, he's the pastor to say, let's take it outside. <laughs> That's he's the one. Uh, he's the one. Uh, he's the one. So I, he, I'm, I'm surprised. He looks I'm like surprised. he looks like he's 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 um he takes his protein. He's roided up. He's ready to go in the moment. So pastor most likely to knock if you buck. Yeah, there you go. Um, Daryl Scott, uh, Don Jr. and attorney privilege, attorney client. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was talking. To, I was talking to a, a, a cousin of mine who, who's a judge, and she was saying that attorney client privilege only. Only as relevant as just if it's you and the attorney. Do you and the attorney, not you and your dad. Law, it doesn't. You, you, you that is waived. It was him and his dad, right? Yeah, yeah, him and his dad. Uh, so you know, it, it it has been waived. But again, the great the great thing that they do is that they they play by their own rules and they put it out there before anyone else does. Mm-hmm. So and it, then they own yeah, it. Yeah, it it was like cousin Vinny. My cousin Vinny, when I watch stuff like that, it's like, what the, you know. Uh-huh. Well, but you know, they cannot force him. Only Mueller can force him, or unless they got a subpoena. Yeah. Um. So he could he could do those shenanigans. Yeah, he could say something stupid. Mm. Okay. Right. So, you know, uh, now they just interviewed Hope. What's her name? Hope Hickson. Mm-hmm. Hope the, Hicks. Um, Hope Hicks is uh, the the. Uh, Shit, I don't want to say, yeah. but but yeah, you know, she's the she's spokesperson. A, she's a part of the the press corps. Yeah. His 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 staff. Yeah, and they were saying that she might be a very witness because she crafts a lot of his emails and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so and so she knows 
his mindset in terms of 45 uh, as they're crafting this stuff. So they interviewed her for two days. You know what I'm starting to believe, Ram? I'm starting to believe that he's not writing his tweets. Somebody said that today. Because as a matter of fact, you know, we taped the show on Sunday. A big article came out uh, in the New York Times that talks about uh, his day and the fact that he consumes about four hours worth of TV every day. Uh, He wakes up at 5.30 in the morning and he watches CNN, uh, I guess, to get him fired up for news, get fired up. Morning, Joe. Morning, Joe. (laughs) And then he watches, for comfort, he switches over to Fox and Friends. That's for Mm -hmm. comfort. Um, but but I one of the guy who who was talking to the um, about this report said that um, he thinks that the tweets are actually manufactured to his Twitter account by a third party. That's part mm. of the strategy, which is interesting. But 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 they did mention in this article that uh, he's tweeting. Early, like he is sending out some tweets um, from wherever he is. Uh, In some cases, if he's got an early morning meeting within the White House, he'll go over to he'll he'll even like in his night clothes, he'll get up and and go to some of these meetings. Not like John Conyers, hopefully not like in his (laughs) in his undies, (laughs) you know. But anyway, I'm good at that. I, I do tax cut, uh, and, and I'm going to make a bet right now. Let's go ahead and do it on this day. Next year, the entitlement reform is coming because they're not oh, it's, telling it's, you. It's, it's, I, I, I'm not going to take that bet. It's, 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 done. <laughs> it's done. It's a done deal. It's just a matter of when. It's not, it's not if. It's a matter of when. So entitlement reform is coming, y'all. If you got some kind of entitlement, some kind something – the government's paying for, you need to have a backup plan because they're going to start pulling stuff next year. I, I just got a feeling because of this tax cut. Leave it at that. Oh, it, yeah, it's it's done. Yeah, it's, it's done. Um, you hear John Lewis, man, uh, didn't go to the Civil Rights uh, Museum ceremony in Mississippi because Trump was attending. Um, and, and one of the things I, I immediately went to ran, you know how he did the cold talkers? With the, uh, the oh, Native gosh. Americans. Oh, gosh. Yes. Making the jokes and, you know, it just insensitivity. I kind of felt this. Well, I felt it wasn't a good idea for him because of the, that's what he does at these types of serious, relevant, historical minority focused events. And. Fortunately, he didn't do anything stupid because he stayed to the script. He didn't he didn't impromptu. I don't think there was anything impromptu with the exception of making a few comments about what was written. Um, But that's what I was concerned about the most. Not on on the other hand. Well, not on the other hand, absolutely just going in line with that. Um, The policies, the comments, his history. uh, It had to take, of course, the governor of Mississippi to invite him. Because I just not I did not see why he was there. I did I, forty five. I, I you know all things considered, you know um, he right. has no credibility. What, I mean, what, what were your you just you know observations? I, you know, I, I you know I I felt that he could have used it as an opportunity. 
Yeah. Um, you know, he could have he could have talked about not only Mamo no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you also use did you really did you really think he would? Huh? Do you think he would? No, he wouldn't. But I'm gam. Any other president would use it a lot, <laughs> utilize it as an opportunity um, to talk about moving forward. But um, I agree with you. He has no credibility. Um, he was, you know, that could have he would have better served just making it a um, a, a, a campaign stop um, um, for um, for contributions. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he would have been better served if they, if they would if that would have been an opening of a Klan museum. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it was, it was to me, um, when I was hearing Paris Denard on CNN, um, just, it was, it was candidly, I really felt ill. Uh, my, my, uh, my stomach started turning because, you know, one, the, the, the guy, and I forgot his name. I think he, uh, uh, he's a Democratic. He's from D.C., um, but he was—he's—he's he's one of the former Democratic leaders out of D.C., and he was basically saying that you know Trump has a negative history with African Americans, going back to his father and um, the uh, right. housing discrimination, uh, Central Park Five. You—you just—you know there there are just so many negatives along the way that. You know, why have him as the centerpiece to open this museum? And it took away from, in my opinion, the magnitude of something like that opening in fucking Mississippi. You know what I mean? I mean, if anybody needed a civil rights museum, it's Mississippi. Okay. And they just, it was ruined, in my opinion, because what they had to do now was you had a separate ceremony that was led by the NAACP, independent of the main ceremony. And you had a lot of people who should have been there who didn't show up. And I think that's the unfortunate thing about it for us, you know, for African-Americans, because, you know, those kind of things need for our children, for, for our kids, you know what I mean? For future generations, that story needs to be told, you know? And, right. And now it's just fucked up. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you, man. I mean, you know, that's... It's sabotage. I mean, that was almost like sabotage. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, yeah. what? Did you not yeah. think? Did you not think people were going to be pissed off? I mean, I, I don't. I don't know the the. I don't know the governor's thinking. I really don't. I'd have to ask him, and and I think it's bullshit for him to come out with. Um, well, he's the president of the United States, you know. But but you know, I think you 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 gotta you know he he reveals his heart every day. Right. Well, it was interesting. I watched the um, Army Navy game yesterday. Oh. Uh-oh. And typically, in the Army Navy game, the president of the United somebody States. Somebody uh, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Go ahead. He, no, he wasn't there. I, I heard that. I heard that they didn't want him there. So well, you Rex know, Jones but you know, Rand. There. You know what? Here's the thing. I think the optics. They're so concerned about the optics that if you notice, he'll never go into the lion's den. Ever. No, he will. He will never do that. Everything is very controlled, very small, um, uh, small venues, uh, unless it's one of his, um, you know, one of his rallies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, think about it. He he didn't even go up to um, uh, to the to the really to the Capitol Hill, and he really he doesn't really have meetings up there. Think about he's been in office 
for nine or 10 months, he only he's only had one State of the Union speech. During this particular point in time, Obama was in there like four or five times. Yeah. So so it's like they will never send him into the lion's den. It's always, you know, with the because if you go to a rally, that's your base. That's like going that's like a home team going to the home stadium. Always. Do you remember this movie in the early 90s? They had uh, Sally Fields and uh, and Whippy Goldberg called Soap Dish. Absolutely. You remember that movie? Yep. Kevin Klein. Well, Sally, well, Sally Fields was this soap actress. Mm-hmm. And when when she felt very insecure or vulnerable, they would go to the ball and, and, and Whoopi would Whoopi would say, oh, I can't believe it. So-and-so is here. So she could get all this adulation of applause from yeah. people in the mall. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like that for him, yeah. you know? Yeah, man. It, it's, uh, what was the movie? Uh, shit. Sunset Strip or with um, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the crazy eccentric yeah, right. actress that you just, you know, or the, what was the right. guy? He had, she had yeah, well, a guy had named baby Max. Had, um, it wasn't had, Baby it, Jane. It was um, Betty Davis. Yeah, it was, it was the one. Yeah, that was, ba- that was Betty Davis. This was the one, uh, may have been, oh God, Sunset Strip, the old school movie where you had the, 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 the butler who was manufacturing yeah. shit to keep her. <laughs> Norma Desmond, yeah, yeah, Susan, Susan, um, Gloria Swanson was <laughs> yeah, in Sunset Boulevard. That was it. it. That's what it reminds me of. They just, they just kind of keep, you know, rolling shit out to say, oh, Miss Desmond. I mean, that's what you know. Yeah, yeah, shit, yeah. I'm, I'm giving my age. Uh, yeah, yeah. Plus, you know, the movies uh, used to star, and she would say, no, the movies gotten smaller. Yeah, you know those types of things. So, but yeah, you're absolutely right, man. I, I, that's what they do. Like, but. You hear it all the time. There's when Sarah Huckleby's up there, she's speaking to an audience of one. Oh. Anytime someone is speaking, it's an audience of one. Damn, we got Sunset Boulevard, uh, Pennsylvania. Baby Jane. <laughs> Damn. Uh, what you got, man? You got a rant for me. You got a rant. Man, you know, I, you know, um, I, I think that the rant I have right now is probably for the people of Alabama, particularly for the African-American people. I read an article on Huffington Post saying that they are not jazzed about um, Doug Jones. This is not being jazzed about a candidate right now. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, you know, this is about what you have at stake. Um, and, 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 you know, and if you don't come out there to the polls and, and, and really make this a race. Yeah. You know, the next six to twelve years of your existence in that state of Alabama is going to be one is going to be living hell. You're going to think you're in Alabama in the 1930s and 40s and 50s. And I think we got to get away from this thing of we got to have a charismatic candidate. We got to get away from it. This is about the issues now. I agree. You know, and 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 um. And and I'm glad that that's what happened for Keisha Lance Bottoms because Keisha's not a very um, a charismatic candidate. But but the message got out. Look, this is state, y'all. And and the same thing needs to happen in Alabama because it's you know 25 percent of the population is African American. If those people of the voting population if they go out there and represent, I'm not saying they can win this race, mm-hmm. but. Diet government, it could be a much tighter race than what it looks like now. Yeah, there's a four point. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a four point edge given to Roy Moore at this point. 
you know. Wow. In the polls. A, a pedophile. I mean, I, I but just you know what? wrap it, my head But around. here's the thing. Keep in mind, and I agree with you, but keep in mind that if all this had not been going on, it would have been a 25%. He would have, he would have, he would have been 20, plus 25 based on the state. Mm, 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 mm. Amazing. Crazy, Amazing. man. What else, what else you got? Anything else on that? Uh, LeVar Ball, man. <laughs> mm. You know, LeVar, it's great that you protect your kids, but at some point, you're going to have to realize it's your kids' lives. It's not yours anymore. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to change your parenting. Um, you know, um, taking your kid out of school, uh, not not taking full responsibility, the fact that your kid was still in, taking your kid out of high school, now you're shopping them around like meat mm-hmm. uh, to the to leagues overseas so they can play basketball. I mean, what happened to education, man? Yeah. You know? Well, it's, you it's, know, well, well, if you've ever heard his interviews, you'll understand what happened to education. Well, yeah, I mean, he's always yeah. said that the relationships that his kids were going to have with college was always going to be one and done. Yeah. Wow. And I, I just hate the fa- I hate the fact right now that CNN's given him the platform with between, I guess he and uh, what's his name in the mornings, man? Cuomo, Chris had, <laughs> had this relationship where it's just I'm not going to call it what I think it is, but I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to say that. I, I promise not right. to say that another about another right. about a brother. But um, yeah. it's just exploitation. Right. It's exploitation right. now, in my opinion. Oh, it's it, and you know what he feeds into it. Mm-hmm. That's the sad thing. He feeds into it. Exploitation. <laughs> That's oh. all I got to say. Oh, oh, to the highest level. I mean, he's pimping himself. Mm. You know. So I mean, so that that's all I have, man. But you know, I'm I'm just really a, my rant is more of an enthusiasm that that again the people in Southwest Atlanta and in, uh, in the old Fourth Ward. Uh, rose up, rise up as the Falcons would say. Love the SWATs. Love the SWATs, man. Had had part of my childhood in the SWATs off Campbellton Road. Love it. Love the SWATs. Adams Park. Shout out. That's why I That's play right. ball. Play football, basketball. Shout out, y'all. All right. Uh, man, my tirade, man. I'm a Tommy's tirade real quick. Uh, this, this, one of the things, and you know me, when we first started the podcast, I was about bringing people together, man. I was, you know, my kumbaya, I'm waiting for the kumbaya moment that has yet to happen. But but when I ran across this thing called intersectionality, man, I think people, we have to find a way to unite and combine the way, and I've already explained it earlier, but but that's the uh, the nature of social categorizations like race, class, gender, you know, as they apply to a given group regarding creating overlapping and independent systems to go against discrimination or the disadvantage. Right. I don't see that happening. Apparent, obvious, I mean, I don't see it happening with the feminist move that's happening right now. Um, and and I, I think that's a mistake. So I would like to see at least when it comes down to uh People looking at the bigger picture, having some kind of solidarity. That's all I ask, you know, and I don't think that's happening. I don't see it happening. And that's that's going to continue to kind of create this downward spiral 
Um, Tuesday is going to be critical, man. I, I spent, like, I, you know, I spent four years in, in, in Bama and, and still go back there pretty often. And uh, to my to my friends who listen to the podcast over in Bama, um, you know, I, I, it, I think it's unfortunate because it's a beautiful state. Uh, it's gone through a lot. Uh, it has, I mean, I, at one point, candidly, and I'm going to admit this, when I was even looking at the opportunity to go to school there, man. Uh, uh-huh. Shit, I said, I mean, yeah, coming I out of the that. ATL, because I'm coming out of the ATL, and, and, I, and I said, shit, I don't want to get lynched, you know, going into Alabama, you know, and here right. I am. Well, here you know here I am in Georgia. <laughs> but I'm looking at... <laughs> what, what, what interesting, Tommy, is the, the summer, um, the summer of 82. Yeah. A black male, uh, a young eighteen-year-old black male, was lynched in Alabama, and it made national news that year. Yeah, that was the, that was the summer. So, that was my graduation. <laughs> summer. So I mean, you know, basically, you, you were heading into the fall that summer before you walked on campus. Yeah, you know, yeah. in eight, 1983, they were still lynching black people. Yeah. So I'm 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 just saying, shit. I'm I'm in Georgia, and and it, it, it's hell. What can we say? But at least Georgia has Atlanta. Um, there's Atlanta and the rest, and and it's come a long way. Al- Alabama's come a long way. I have friends in, in Montgomery, uh, I have friends in Mobile, Birmingham, throughout the state, and and I don't fall into because I'm you know there are a lot of people who don't come close to the South, so their only view of Alabama is George Wallace, who even damn George Wallace changed toward the end in a significant. That's right. That's right. I mean, you know, segregation now forever and whatever turned into giving scholarships to black folks, you know, toward the That's end right. of his, uh, his career and his life. Um, You're absolutely correct. To even apologize. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if Wallace can do it, you know, so I'm going to leave it at that, man. Um, and, and I just hope they do the right thing. I don't think they will, but I, I, I hold out hope. I hold out hope. I, I agree with it. Hey, all we can do is pray, man. That's all we can do. That's all we can do. All right, man. Hey, uh, in closing, man, go to Castropolis, C-A-S-T-R-O-P-O-L-I-S dot net. Um, all the shows are there. Uh, you can email us your feedback, gp3rtt at gmail.com. Uh, you can call us, leave us a voicemail if you want your voice heard. If you got a comment you want to leave, we might play it on the show. 413-556-9546. All this is going to roll out. You'll hear it again uh, when we close. Uh, we're on Instagram now, GP3 Homies. And a quick shout out to all the podcasts who follow us uh, on Instagram. It, it's 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 awesome. Uh, I listen to this podcast and I got to shout them out. And damn, I forgot the name of the podcast. I had written it down and now my damn sticky notes somewhere on the carpet. Uh, but there's a husband and wife team. Damn, we grown. Uh, the Damn, we grown podcast. They're on the West Coast. The husband and wife team. Uh, to, uh, I guess, uh, 30-somethings. They do a show weekly. Real cool, man. And and the, the I got to give them a shout just for their damn, the quality of the show is good. It, it's a good quality show, good topics, good relationships. So I'm going to shout them out. And uh, you can check us out on Instagram, SoundCloud, GP3 Homies, and iTunes, GP3 Homies, man. Rand, as always, man, I appreciate it, bro. Yeah, hey. Yeah, man. Uh, one more thing before you before you head out, man. Make sure you talk about the other family of uh, shows on the um, on the on the network, man. So you know, uh, I mean, we're the flagship, but you know, you got some other ones out there. Yeah, uh, I hope. <laughs> I mean, you know, you got, you got Regina, Regina Love. 
that no, I, you got you. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. The, the You Need to Know Business podcast, which you shot, and, and Rand shot me a couple of folks I'm going to be reaching out to um, regarding uh, being interviews. And if you want to be on the You Need to Know Your Business, it doesn't matter where you are. You could be anywhere in the world. Uh, but if you're a black business and you want to be spotlighted, this the show goes out worldwide. I'll, um, email me and, and I'll be glad to put you on. Uh, Buddha and the political podcast, uh, uh, the political exchange. Uh, he is on there as well. He's really going to kick it off more after the first of the year. Uh, but there are a couple of samples already up on the site. And, and it's cool, man. Cool. You know, it's a, it's a good little family. Like Castropolis, what it basically is, like Cast and then Tropolis is a city of like a metro. So it's a metropolitan city of, of podcasts. That's what we do. That's what we do. So, Rand, man, hey, man, shouts to you and the family, man. I appreciate you being on, dude. You got your Christmas shopping done and stuff? Uh, Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> that good for you? Yeah, Amazon, I'm done. It's all good. That's right. I did go That's into true. a couple of shops, and I and I am gonna. You sent me a link about which is still on our um, on on our podcast page about you know where you can contribute and do some things for black businesses and and, and maybe, you know purchase some stuff from from us you know from you know do do business with with people who look like you and and that could open up more opportunities in the future for everybody. That's okay. right, like like Fubu for us by us. Let's keep it going. Absolutely. Hey man, again. Uh, show number 67 is in the can Millennial Nick All I right. appreciate you man get up out of there I'm coming to get you next week bro <laughs> so, uh, uh, he's gonna hold you to that oh yeah he, you know that you know that 67 is in the can and we out peace alright thank you take care you've been listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com leave a voicemail 413 413- Five five six nine five four six. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search GP3 Homies from the Block. Special thanks to music by Millennial Nick, rap SBDG, graphics Lady J. Thanks for listening. <laughs>